to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick playing some jams that soothe, that may soothe the soul of the tortured sports fan whose team took a loss over the weekend. That included Texas men's basketball. Dallas Mavs took a ooh, tragic, historically tragic, actually, loss for the Dallas Mavs over the weekend as well. Um, hell, my Rockets even took a loss. We let Damian Lillard put 71 on them. Uh, we'll get back to those NBA conversations. Also, Austin FC losing to an expansion team uh, in their home opener. We'll get to that uh, as well coming up a little bit later on in the 6 o'clock. Let's talk some NFL news notes and nuggets, gentlemen, because there are a couple of them, so we're just going to go rapid fire and bounce off, uh, bounce these uh, different topics off of you and see what you guys think. Yep. So Bryce Young, first off, uh, he is not going to throw at the Combine. Um, he That's already been reported. He is not going to throw at the Combine. It doesn't. I mean, they didn't really get into why, but I think it has something to do with the injury that he had, and maybe they just want as much time as possible so that he can recover, or maybe he just wants to throw in a controlled environment. Yep. And the ultimate controlled environment is at your pro day rather than throwing at the combine, where you don't. And if, it, this is the difference too between the pro day and the combine. In my opinion, it's the biggest difference in throwing for quarterbacks at pro day as opposed to the combine. At the combine, you throw to the receivers that are at the combine, and you're saying, "Oh, that's nothing. That's that's great." And it, it, you might, it could be great, but you don't have timing or chemistry with those guys. Right. You don't really know how they come out of their breaks. It it really is your first time throwing to these guys, and you've never thrown to them before. And they're always they're out to prove something too. They're trying to run mm-hmm. routes at fastest speed with the you know and and with the. The best cuts, right? And explosion out of their breaks. Nothing they ain't wrong even with all thinking that. about you. They ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> don't even damn about you, man. I'm trying to run this nine round and show oh, how fast that's I am. Right. And it's how like, I get in and out of my cuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you have wide receivers at your pro day, these are guys you've worked with before. You already mm-hmm. have chemistry with them. They know how you like to run. You like certain routes run. The timing, throwing guys open, the anticipatory elements, all that. That's that's all better. In your pro day, as opposed to at the combine, so I think that's right. that's probably the biggest reason. But I'm sure they're going to throw out that it's the entry and they want more time. And that's fair. Yeah, I mean, because you control it all. Yeah, you don't have to actually do anything. You got to do a damn thing. So you you can sit there and just say, look at the film, go through and pass all your physical stuff and show that you're you're healthy, and then you can be like, no, nah, I'm good. I yeah. don't have to do and anything. What, what that's guy can do that? What's yeah. a yeah. what's a risk reward of doing anything? Could it drop my stock? Could it people find they'll find more negatives? I'm already at the top. Yeah. How much higher can I go? And so I'm me, also me, but I'm little too, so yeah. that's what they're looking at as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, though, they will throw at the combine. Just say heads up the other two quarterbacks. And Will Levis, I'm assuming Will, I haven't heard well, Will Levis will or will, uh, if he won't throw at the combine. Uh, but I agree with you, Patrick. He, the, Bryce Young's got more to lose than to gain, probably by throwing at the combine. Yeah, because as I, of right now, Bryce Young is number one. <laughs> yes, he is number one. But I will say he's gonna. I think what he wants to avoid is the the onslaught of potential criticism and negativity because he is going to measure short reportedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd McShay is reporting. Um, I get this from the Todd McShay report. Uh, it came out just yesterday, I believe it was. Um, he said he has a scout. That's a friend of his, a source. He said, quote, I love Bryce Young. I really do. I know he's 195 pounds. Uh, a really good friend of mine who's a scout. So he was a friend and a scout. Um, had him at 5'10 and a half. I don't know how this scout friend got this close to Bryce Young, but I guess he did, whatever. He said he had him at 5'10 and a half. 
He said, but I met with him. I've talked to him. He's special. He's different. He has the poise, the presence in the pocket, the playmaking, everything else about everything else you want. Um, I absolutely love Bryce Young. I would bet on him, says Todd McShay. But he said if Bryce Young was 6'3", 220, Oh, this is sorry. This is Daniel Jeremiah. This is so that was Tommy Shea. This is Daniel Jeremiah saying this separately. He said if Bryce Young was six three two twenty, I would be talking about him like I talked about Joe Burrow and mm. Trevor Lawrence. But he ain't. But he ain't. If Rod B was six, but I've been drafted <laughs> in the second round, but I wasn't. <laughs> but I wasn't. Yeah, all right. If, if, you, were throwing them, if you were throwing them dimes exactly. like Bryce Young, you might be able to. Because let's not forget, even though he may be slight, and we talked about this before, Kyler's thicker, but I don't think he's taller than Bryce Young. No, And Kyler went number one overall, and he was a Heisman Trophy winner. The only problem that Kyler has right now, number one, is Call of Duty. Number two, (laughs) his injuries that he just had. Because he's dealt with a bunch of injuries, and maybe that's the knock Uh, against him as uh far as the slight. Exactly. And Kyler is still big. He's still big. And that's the thing about it, right? So for Bryce Young... He is uh-huh. short. <laughs> he is short and he's slight. Yes. It's both. Yeah. If it was just one or the other, it'd be like, all right, you know what? I could I could explain that away. I could justify taking such an outlier. But he's both. He's shorter for a quarterback. Right. And he's slighter. Of three hundred and one quarterbacks drafted in the last twenty five years, only two were both under six foot and under two hundred pounds. Neither were drafted in the top one hundred. So he is a— well, Who was it, Doug Flutie? I actually don't know. Oh, Daniel okay. Jeremiah did not say who it was. I think it might be Doug Flutie. Um, oh, no, because he went to Canada first. He did. He yeah. went to USFL. Or USFL, USFL then, Canada. then Canada. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so he's undrafted. So, yeah, they don't draft guys like that. Right, right. He's a, he would truly be an outlier if they decide to draft him. And the there is a report the Texans are leaning C.J. Stroud, but we don't know how much to put into that report. Right. And that's probably why they're leading C.J. Strauss because he fits more the prototypical NFL quarterback, a guy that has the size and the um, uh, the, the, the the body style to deal with the durability yeah. uh, issue. And we'll have this conversation as it goes throughout. And, you know, combine starts this week, so we'll continue this all the way up until the draft. But as a Texan fan and, and Patrick, as a former Texan fan, do you – do you care which one? Are you comfortable with either? I I, I prefer Bryce, but I'm comfortable with either. Okay. Yes, okay. exactly. What if Will prefer, Levis jumps up there? No. No Will Levis. No. It's a C.J. Stroud-Bryce yeah, Young Especially because this is all new guys again, too. So this is them saying, oh, I think I can help this guy, and I think I can do this. Right. With zero track record to prove that you can do it. <laughs> right. So, that's so you want promise. the guy that's most you want the, ready to the play most right sure now. thing and the most yeah. ready to go. I get, I get the worries about Bryce Young, uh, but I, it's it is silly season. So I think some of this might be as well. Other people being like, "Look at that guy, a good gust of wind. He'll be out for a career," and then immediately pick him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it, it's a great point about the misinformation, Patrick. I agree about. It. So we got to take everything with a little bit of grain of salt. Uh, but hey, these are the reports from the at least some of the big, the best insiders on the draft. But I, I think when the draft rolls around, I heard Patrick expect the unexpected. Right. Any, anything could happen at that point. Speaking of. Uh, it says right here, Pro Football Talk reporting, that the Bears are leaning towards trading the first overall pick, which would mean they like Justin Fields and are leaning towards Justin Fields being their franchise quarterback. I've been saying this the entire time. <laughs> it would be crazy for you to walk out there and think that you can go 
in bringing another quarterback with the same offensive line that you've had and the same weapons. I don't care. He's not a miracle worker. If you're going to do anything like that, you need to go get Aaron Rodgers if you're going to trade. Go get him and see what he can do with that crew because even he will say, I'll retire. Yeah. You know, you got a quarterback that was about to break a record for rushing yards because he's the best athlete that you have. You didn't have anything else for him. You weren't running the ball with David Montgomery. What you ended up doing was letting him drop back and everybody was playing man coverage, and then all of a sudden he would run. And that's that was your offense. That's not his fault. And for people to always talk about this throwing thing and this accuracy deal, it's like it's hard to be accurate if you're getting punched in the face the entire time. I don't care who you are. He's a good quarterback, and if you build around him, you would be okay. They keep thinking that they got a 46 defense and that their defense will be able to keep them in game so they don't need to have weapons. We talk about it every week. The NFL is a totally different football game than what it was back then. Think about it. Think about all the quarterbacks that they've had throughout their time, and this is your best opportunity. Why not go out there and surround them with some people that can help them? Yeah, I I don't know if you know Justin Fields is going to be an elite quarterback or anything, but I will say there are lessons to be learned from similar situations around the NFL. They took their offense as they started running with Justin Fields from the Baltimore Ravens. They've admitted that, that they basically stole it from the Ravens, and they decided, hey, he looks like Lamar Jackson. Can we do some of the, replicate some of the same things? And they did really successfully. Uh, the mistake the Baltimore Ravens have made, to Arjun's point, was not surrounding Lamar Jackson with enough skill talent. The I think the plus side of the story about Jalen Hurts, yes, Jalen Hurts did improve immensely. Hopefully, Justin Fields takes it upon himself to be intrinsically motivated enough to work his craft and cultivate his craft on his own. But aside from that, what they do to, with Jalen Hurts, they, they put went, a ton of talent around exactly. him. Exactly. You're talking about you know the A.J. Brown trade, uh, obviously Devontae Smith having him and Goddard at a tight end. They had a lot of talented pieces around him, yes. and that's what helped elevate his play, and that's what they need to do with Justin Fields. So yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. I, I will throw this in there, though. If I'm going to say Justin Fields is my guy, and we're doing that. I want to talk extension with Justin Fields now. Correct. Because if he says, I want $45 million, I want it guaranteed, I want that, I'm like, cool, you are gone, and I'm going to go get somebody else. Because you are too much of an injury risk for me to do that as a Bears. You're not good enough to ask for that yet. You haven't proven it. We haven't won games with you yet. So I, I'm asking them to start the negotiation because if he has a, a different idea in his mind, not saying he does, but if he wants the world – which we've heard what Daniel Jones is asking for. We've heard what some of these other guys are asking for. So that may be a point where you go, all right, where we're at in our thing, this guy wants $35, 40000000 million a year for the next five years. He wants a lot of it guaranteed. We don't know if we're going to be able to keep him on the field playing this style. Maybe we'd go ahead and make a move because now we can get a bunch of number one picks and try and build if, this, if we don't feel we're comfortable giving that amount of money. But that all happens once you have those talks with him and figure out where his number is and where your number is. And you can make those decisions. But what you don't want to do is go ahead, trade your draft pick, take all your defensive players, put all this talent around him, and then he goes, I want all of this. And you go, well, crap. We were never going to pay. So now we got franchise tagging. And we got to like we don't want to end up where the Ravens are right now. Well, well that's here, the concern. That's why you have to consider drafting a quarterback with that number one that's, overall pick. That's what I'm saying. You need, because of that, you have to. I'm not saying you do it one way or another. Hart is right. He's a young quarterback that's shown some promise. But you have to consider resetting the window just because of all the disadvantages 
of going all in on Justin Fields because yeah. you just named, you just laid him out there very articulately. There's a there's a lot of disadvantages to this whole thing too. Yeah. And that's the thing though is if he wants thirty million the first year and then thirty and it builds up, he's definitely gonna want that. No, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> if you're saying I, you, I will sign you to extension right now. Would you have one year of playing pretty good running, but not no one in the league is going to give you a ton, ton? Then why don't we do this and we'll build you up and we'll pay you and we'll, you look, you'll be having fifty million in in four years or whatever, not fully guaranteed, but we can give you this whole deal and let's sign that and then we have no problem making you the quarterback of our of our future. What's his? Uh, what year is it for him? Is it going yeah, I, think I think he's an extension eligible. So now, yeah, he, yeah I think year. he's finally eligible. For, uh, yeah, I mean that's a good. I, I just I just talk to him before I do anything. It's not because the back end of that. Seems more like what Chicago's done in the past, right? Of getting into a place and then not wanting to spend money, but they are now backed into a hole because they gave up the number one overall pick. Well, two things we've seen each year: the salary cap space is gone up, mm-hmm. so yeah. you still have that, which is why the Cowboys are looking to renegotiate, basically refinance uh, Dak's contract yeah. and give it more to him towards that end because each year it's going to continue to go up. And then I want to go back to the injury part of it. The reason why these quarterbacks continue to get injured is because of the offense in which they're playing them in is making them more conducive to it because it's all run plays. If they sit there and let them work on throwing it or maybe even getting it out of the pocket and throwing rollout passes, that will be something that's totally different. The only reason the majority of these quarterbacks is because they're calling these quarterback runs 12 times a game instead of four to five times a game. Yeah. That that That's the risk. The so, offensive coordinator probably would argue that they're not, they're, they're not advanced enough as a passer to put them in those situations as a prototypical passer, that I have to add the element of the run and force the defense to stop that, and when they devote resources to stop the run, then it opens up elements of the passing game. Well, I would, and then me as the quarterback, I would say, well, why won't you go get me some wide receivers so my accuracy can be up? Because now I'm working with somebody I trust as opposed to hoping they run the right route. I mean, that's where I'm at because I'm looking at – I've seen Justin Fields when he was at Ohio State. He was throwing the ball well. He wasn't – he was a Heisman candidate. He was taking his team to championships and playing for the Rose Bowl and doing all this other stuff. So when people – as a quarterback, I always get like, what do you mean the dude can't throw the ball? I'm watching him throw the ball. How about looking at some of these wide receivers? Because we get so pigeonholed on certain things that – once we hear that, then everybody says, oh, yeah. But if you go back and you watch it, and I know you 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 pick this stuff up easily, you look at it and you're like, he's not really that bad of a passer. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was that bad of a passer. It wasn't that he worked on it like that. Now that he's gotten to different teams, Alabama was using him as a running quarterback. And then all of a sudden, you need to go somewhere else. And, we're gonna, and the reason why? They changed the offense. Same thing when it came to – to Texas when they picked up uh, Gilbert, that wasn't his style of offense. He wasn't known as a drop-back quarterback and working out of that. If they would have stayed with the same offense they used for Colt and Mac didn't panic, he probably would have been a damn good quarterback here at Texas. We tried to create him into something that he's not. Yeah. Um, speaking of Texas, Bijan Robinson has, at least it's reported by Tom Pelissero, that he is going to participate in all the on-field drills and testing at this week's combine. I don't love it. Actually, I don't think really? that's uh, – Really? No. 
He's Bijan. Why, why does he have to do so all the, the same drills? thing that we just talked about yeah, with like, Bryce why, Young? Yeah, he's, he's the yeah. top back in the draft. Not even everybody says consensus top back in the draft. All only thing he can do is lose money here. No, I, I don't love it. I, I'm I'm glad he's gonna do it. Good for him. He can go compete. I but think what, that's why he's, he's got doing way it. he's got way more to lose than the game. Then shouldn't way his advisory than the game. Did, shouldn't his advisory that, crew tell him not to do everything? Oh, Bijan's a grown man. He can do what he wants to do. No, I so understand. So they, they can that. advise him, but you yeah. still make your own decision. Right. Man. You know how that goes. Right. Uh, you get advice. You go, yeah. no, I'm doing it. Right. I'm, I'm running my forty. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And then your agent will go, all right, I support you. and I'll do that. So my point is, I think I'm not saying it's bad or you know bad for him. I'm not going to say it's going to hurt his draft stock, but he's got. Definitely got more to lose than the game, right. and you're going to an environment that you don't control, as opposed to pro day where you have more control. Now, maybe his agents have told him, or his agent has told him, "Hey, the track is faster at the combine than it is at Texas." If that's the case, Texas, you need to do something about your effing track. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's track is faster at their pro day yeah. than it is at the combine. Yeah. So if he's if he's thinking to himself, "Well, I don't want to run at Texas because that's a slow track," then we got a bigger problem that we got to deal with. But I think for Bijan. You definitely got more to lose than to gain that situation. Honestly, I think we got to get to the point, and Bijan is good enough to do it. Only Bijan and like quarterbacks can do it. You, sh- you got to start protesting these damn forty yard dashes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Lamar Jackson didn't run it. Uh, Trey Lance didn't run it. Kyler Murray didn't run it. So you got quarterbacks now who are saying, "I'm not running it." It's ridiculous. First of all, and second of all, they have technology now, GPS monitors ding, 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 on ding, these ding, players ding. that yeah. are tracking them real time. These companies are contracted out by the University of Texas and by NFL teams. They have databases full of this stuff. They have patented technology saying, listen, we we will uh, certify this time. It yeah. is electronic time. It is certified digital time in this game on this play. B. John Robinson got clocked at 21.9 miles per hour. Like, okay, well, there you go. And we're the same company that's contracted in the NFL with these eight, or nine, or ten NFL teams for the same types of stuff. Like, the, it is ridiculous that the NFL wants to put on the 40-yard dash show when we all know that there's very few times in the, in football where you just run straight ahead for 40 yards. Well, you just right. said it right, though. You said the 40-yard dash show. That's all it is. Well, I know it's a show, but I'm just saying, like, guys saying. like Bijan, they shouldn't participate no, I agree. in the clown show. They should go, nah, man, I'm good. Y'all want my certified times? I got them all here listed by, by by credible companies. This is all digitized. This is all electronic. This is in football with pads on. Which with all that plays, matters. Which all this matters. And I'm running yeah. 21.9 miles per hour. No back is faster than that. What do y'all want? Like, man, I get, it's, yeah. It is some, yeah, somebody's got to take a stand. It is ridiculous. <laughs> if, you, if you are big time enough, take us. And NFL will go, yeah, he's right. Man, let's watch the family's faster than that. So it's ridiculous to take part in this little clown I like that. They got going I like on. that. Take and a it, stand. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, and I, guys like Rod B. I'm a jag, a jabroni. I had to do it. All right, I had to get ushered around like I was in a meat Somebody just plant. asked that. Rod. So I get it. Somebody just asked that right there. They wanted to know. No, about I went you to the combine. I'll yeah. tell my combine story later on this week. Yeah. But it is ridiculous that people of the ilk of a Bijan Robinson is going to participate in the NFL's farce, the forty yard yeah. dash. No, I, <laughs> I get it. I, and then your stock drops. You're like, oh, somebody going to say he's not faster is, than what we thought it was. Like, oh, yeah. he only ran a 4.49. I thought he was going to be yeah. a 4.45. So I'm dropping his stock like, what the hell? But that's yeah. the thing. His stock will not drop, and he knows it. Unless he runs a 5.5. Right. And then even then, they'll be like, well, were you sick or something? <laughs> he knows. I think what he's – and I, I mean, I think it's just because what it is, is Bijan's Bijan, and he's one of the best character guys you're going to find in the draft. I agree with that. And him doing this – 
shows that he is a team player to the NFL, a team player to whoever drafts him. He's a character guy. So whether it actually affects your draft stock or not, it may make a difference if you were thinking we don't want to draft a running back at this position. He would say, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and we can draft Bijan because he is a special not only talent but special person and that he climbs up our board to be a top 10 pick now because of the entire balloon of what this person is. Yeah. That's the, the one point. That's the one, one side of it I can see. I 100% see your side. Yeah. Makes more sense to me personally. But I can get where he just goes, no, this is who I am, and that's why I'm going to be a top 10 pick in this draft. Yeah, try to get drafted higher on character. That's not the NFL. I agree. <laughs> the NFL, I, agree. I mean, we all agree. NFL don't use extra points for character. They will put it in the document like, yeah, he's a good kid. But usually they don't get extra. You don't get drafted higher because of it. Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey ran a 4-4-8 at the Combine, and he still was a high draft pick too. So do you think Bijan runs – in that area That's right a good point. No, no, Bijan's special, like Bijan and yeah, Saquon yeah, yeah, yeah. and CMC. Well, my point is, since then, and every year since then, the running back position is devalued more correct, and more. Correct, correct, More and more. And the truth is, this is actually a good running back draft. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to It's actually a really good running back draft. You can get the, the kid from TCU late yeah. in the round. You can get him. Kendra Miller. You can get Roshan Johnson in the third or the Cowboys, fourth round. pay attention. Right? You can get, what's the kid from, yeah. uh, from A&M? They change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, you got this. This is the ones in Texas. Always call them Acme. That's just the ones in Texas. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't even got the ones outside the damn state. Dude, it's a deep position this year. Yeah. And teams are like, well, think about. You think about drafting Bijan early in the lottery of the NFL. Zach Evans is in this draft. In this Zach Evans in the da- yeah. another Texas one. Yeah, another Texas <laughs> you know one. I mean? But yeah. he's a great player. Yes, I can get him in the third or fourth round. Yeah. You want me to draft Bijan in the top fifteen, and I gotta pay him. Yep. For the rest, an overvalued yeah, yeah, yeah. contract in yeah. three years when he yeah. wants to be the highest paid back in the league because he is that damn good. Yep. So I gotta pay him twice. I gotta pay. I gotta pay draft capital up front, and then I gotta pay the, the contract on the back end. Cowboys? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I love Bijan, but I don't want to be that as a team. That's not, that's not, I'm telling you, that's not smart football. That is not how you build a roster in the NFL. The truth is, teams like the Eagles or the Buffalo Bills that he puts over the top, they should do it. But everybody else, I'd watch Bijan drop. He is good. But the running back position should not be drafted very high. We all know this. No matter how much you fall in love with Bijan, don't forget the rules of the draft. <laughs> it's just not a position of value like that. It's not. Unless they move him different positions like they did when they drafted uh, Travis Etienne. They moved him <laughs> to wide receiver. Remember, uh, Urban Meyer drafted him at running back but moved him to the wide receiver position playing the yeah. slot. And we were like, what are you doing? Doug Peterson moved him yeah, back. Yeah, man, moved him yeah. right back, and look what happened. This is my thing about the, Killed it. the generational running backs that have been drafted recently. Have they worked out? Saquon Barkley, yeah, Christian yeah, McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. Have they? Have any of them worked out? They don't work out. I, they, 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 why, why they don't work out? Because the expectations and the value is way too high when you drafted right, them. Yeah. And you always think, damn, did I get my money's worth? No, you didn't. And you won't. You won't ever get it that high unless that yeah. running back turns out to be Barry freaking Sanders. You're never gonna get it, Adrian Peterson, maybe. Well, and I and think, if you're the B. type John's of organization, yeah, was that best, but you got the ones but after they have not really, Saquon Barkley hasn't worked out. Was that a good one? He's been hurt a lot. What about Christian problem. McCaffrey? Well, he's done well once he moved around. He and, was. But he, he also was, has been hurt a lot too. Yeah, and the, the injury factor. And the, the yeah, organizations yeah. that are the picking running factor. backs in the top five picks are usually not organizations that put together a Super Bowl roster. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 so ding, that's ding, kind ding, of the problem. That's Cowboys. why he's got to drop. That's what, <laughs> that, 
That's what I'm saying, though. This, that's the point. Like, these, these are not worked out. Not smart pitch. Uh, I love Bijan. Oh, Marcus' like, face right there. He, he, come, he come in off guard with that one. Cowboy. Oh, you could have said Giants. I'm like, you right. The Cowboys literally right. did it. Yeah, yeah. They are the prime example look, of this. Drafting you right. running back in top five. And then overpaying that running back prematurely later. That's <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I want to be strapped to Bijan because of that. I would love to have Bijan for three years on a rookie deal. But then after that, I don't want to have to deal with that awkward Situation of, right, right. am I going to pay this guy now? A running back? Who yeah, I that's going to be the biggest question. Already now. on his on the downswing? Yeah. Because every running back is. Well, we know that he's been underutilized at Texas, so he might got some better reps in him because they didn't use him his freshman year and they didn't use him last year. Yeah. So he got some extra reps in there. He does. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want to get to the Lamar Jackson update, so we'll do that on the other side. And yeah. we'll also get to the Texans and the Cowboys completing their coaching staff. So we'll kind of continue the NFL discussion on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back. To Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, trying to get to Rod's Ram today, and I want to continue the conversation we were having about the NFL. Uh, before we get into the Cowboys and the Texans completing their coaching staffs, this Lamar Jackson story has now taken an interesting turn. So last week, the reports were by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson had come to a bit of an impasse, a stalemate, if you will. And he was reporting that Lamar Jackson wanted a fully guaranteed deal. And that's why they weren't able to further the negotiations. But Stephen A. Jackson went on ESPN and had a very interesting... Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Jackson. <laughs> Stephen we've been talking Smith. about Randall. We've been talking about Samuel L. We've know, been talking about Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Lamar. Why don't I say Stephen Jackson? Why don't I even think about Why is Stephen Jackson going by head right about, now? Because we were talking about, and during the breaks, we were talking about football, I mean, running backs that were drafted high. Yeah. I don't know how Stephen Jackson got there, but I'm just trying to help him. I don't know out. why I got there. I don't know why Stephen Jackson in my head. I apologize about that. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, I apologize. He was uh, on ESPN, and he said he had sources that refuted the report that Lamar Jackson's camp wanted, or at least they were negotiating for a fully guaranteed deal. Here is Stephen A. Smith. I was connected uh, to Lamar uh, Jackson's camp yesterday, um, and I was absolutely emphatically assured Lamar Jackson has never asked for a fully guaranteed deal. Now, I don't want to sit up there and dispute or refute what other <laughs> NFL insiders for this network and beyond are saying. I don't cover the NFL like that. They do. So I'm not questioning anybody's reporting or anything like that. I would never do that to my colleagues and contemporaries. I would never disrespect anybody like that. But I just want to make sure that I'm clear about I'm echoing what Lamar Jackson's camp said because they reached out to me personally yesterday. A, they have never asked 
for a fully guaranteed. All right. So he's saying they never asked for a fully guaranteed deal. Now, not only are his own peers over at ESPN obviously disagreeing with him because Jeremy Fowler's already stated that he wants a guaranteed deal, but Demoris Smith, who is the president of the Players Association, he went on the Pivot podcast and basically hinted that Lamar Jackson does want to get a fully guaranteed deal. Um, he basically went on there and said, he said he hinted at the entire premise of the conversation regarding guaranteed contracts. And that's why he went on the show to talk about guaranteed contracts and where the NFLPA was at regarding that. And he said, essentially hinted the NFLPA is helping Lamar Jackson get a fully guaranteed contract that will bookend the Watson deal. Mm. And in turn, lay the foundation for other quarterbacks to secure fully guaranteed deals. Mm. So Demar Smith is saying, no, 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 we're working on this fully guaranteed deal. Now, maybe he wants to push Lamar Jackson for a fully guaranteed deal, and Lamar Jackson's agent has not, you know, fully bought into that. He has not embraced a fully guaranteed deal, and that's not his point of negotiation. But multiple sources are saying that Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal. And Stephen A. Smith, that's the first time a report has come out that I've heard that refutes the fully guaranteed deal narrative. Now, it is still said that the best offer um, from the Ravens is $133 million fully guaranteed. Mm. Uh, even DeMar Smith said that, um, even in the podcast, he reiterated that, but said that earlier, the Ravens' best offer before uh, the sorry, before the 2022 season, so this is before this season, this past season, was 133 fully guaranteed, million fully guaranteed. Interesting. And we don't know how far apart they are, but if they haven't, if they haven't really offered him, I don't know, whatever the precedent is right now, whatever Kyler Murray got, I think he was the last quarterback to re-up. So they got to offer him at least more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray got. If he doesn't get more guaranteed money than that, then that's a non-starter. I assume he's still asking for a fully guaranteed deal. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't believe Stephen A. Smith, but I, I think that there may be a miscommunication about it. I still think he wants a fully guaranteed deal, um, or at least he's shooting for it. Because otherwise, what's the, what's the hold up here? Right. What, what's the point of the stalemate? Uh, d- d- uh, quick note, Kyler Murray, five years, $230 million, $160 million guaranteed. $160 million guaranteed. So at least he wants $170 million guaranteed or sixty five. Thank you, Patrick. So... If he's not asking for a fully guaranteed deal, Patrick just gave you the numbers. He's got to at least get into the $160-plus uh guaranteed range. Well, I remember our conversation that we had the other day is that you sit here and you look at how these numbers are coming about. Your representation is now you. You have been representing yourself, so the stories that are being told hurt you Maybe. because your feelings get into it instead of being able – to sit there and go through the negotiation where your your agent can shield you from the conversation. I've talked about this numerous times about arbitration. Mm-hmm. When you're in the arbitration hearing and you're hearing how bad you are, it is something that gets underneath your skin. And you can use it as motivation or you can hold it against them. But right now it's being held against them because you are budging on what you want. Yeah. So it creates a bigger, bigger um story than what it could be like this deal probably could have been done a while back if he wasn't his own agent if he wasn't his own agent if he wasn't his own agent which is why when Stephen a says that i'm like who is the one that's yeah. spoke out to you from his, his, his quote camp. camp his well, camp but that's he the thing is, is the camp. his no, people no. <laughs> but that's the thing is, he mom? does he does yeah. have a camp his mom that. 
But the problem is, I don't think his camp's in the room. Correct. That's the that's the issue of all these reports. I think all these reports are coming out of people that aren't in the room. So if Lamar Jackson's coming out and he comes out and says something, and then the Ravens say something, yeah, then we don't know necessarily because Lamar Jackson, we're getting it secondhand from the camp of what they Lamar Jackson told him. I don't know how many of them are actually in the room. You assume he gets a lawyer in He's there if it's not somebody, like, yeah, like a lawyer or something for just somebody. for just contractual talks. Agreed. Where it's not like, hey, I'm not negotiating this, but I can go to Lamar and go, hey, that's not standard. Yeah, I'm. That's a great point. I wonder who is in there with him. I hope it's not like his mom. Well, I'm, not, I'm not no, joking well, either. Like, no, thing is, like, NFL, his mom was exactly. helping him out with yeah, this. Yeah, she was. But there's yeah. things if NFL has rules with their agents yeah, you that certified. you have to be certified. Yeah. So if he doesn't have a certified agent, they're not allowed in the room, I don't believe. Uh, that's I, know, good, I, I don't know if there's not allowed in the room, but the, yeah, I, I, in terms of negotiation, I don't know how much they would be involved. That's a good point. I know that I know that there was a thing with uh, one of the players who was asking to get traded this year uh, that he, he had an agent that was not uh, certified. certified, and so he had to call their teams to gauge interest in his trade because the agent was not allowed to contact any other teams <laughs> because he was not certified. So they were just like, "No, you can't talk to anybody if you're if you're not a certified agent." So I don't know how far that goes into negotiation with a player that's already on your staff, yeah, already on your roster. But you know there are rules about it, so it can't be that he has ten guys in the room with him helping him out. Whereas if you're an agent and you're certified, then you have at least a staff behind you. Yeah, I don't. I never understood Lamar Jackson's. I didn't I, yeah, and the, the fact that he 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 had to represent himself and he was so adamant about it. I don't understand why he was so passionate Trying to about cut out the middleman and cut I mean, himself I, out of money. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the first big mistake that was made was by him deciding to represent himself. No, man, I, I deal with this in the music industry enough of people being like, "Well, this agent, this this guy's trying to put our movie, um, our music on movies and TV, and he wants fifty percent." And you're like, "I know that's a lot, man, but if you don't hire him, you get zero dollars. So hundred percent of zero or fifty percent <laughs> of whatever he gets you." I'm gonna tell you the higher number is always gonna be fifty percent of whatever he gets you. Yeah, and you then you gotta work though. Now you gotta be your own agent. That's another job. Yeah. That, that's like you have totally to represent yourself job. now. That's a job that yeah. now you have to do. So Lamar Jackson, yeah, I'm with I, I don't understand. He needs to go hire David Mulligetta now. I mean, I don't, know I don't understand why so none of these guys are getting David him right Mulligetta now. David Mulligetta got Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract with multiple allegations of sexual misconduct against him when he hadn't played a down of football in the previous year. And we did not know at the time when he signed the contract if he was going to play another down of football for the next year. And yep. he got him a fully guaranteed deal. And you want to represent yourself? What are you doing? Exactly. He lives right here in Austin. <laughs> Just go knock on the door. Say, "Hey, Lamar. Hey, yeah. say, David. I need you, man." And he, I guarantee you, he would, he would, we would take on the task. He'd be like, uh, "Hey, and, man, and I got you." Welcome on the task. And that's unfortunately, me, he dude. might learn the lesson of what's a hundred percent of one hundred and sixty million, or what's 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 eighty uh, percent of two hundred and fifty million. Right. I, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but I bet you're still going to come out ahead I, on the two fifty. I like the numbers and a, and a lot of less stress and headaches. Yeah, of, you know and I mean? you could just go ball, and I, you come out looking better because you go, man, my agent, what a jerk. But right. I, you know, I'm here to play football. Yep, yep, yep. You know what? And guys, you know, I always say that certain certain men, not all men, but certain men. Um, they don't want to deal with the awkward conversation of having to break up with a woman. Mm-hmm. So as cowards, we will sabotage a relationship and 
force a woman to really, you know, assert her self-respect and just say, I'm not going to let a man treat me like this. I'm out of here. And the man goes, whew, thank you. Oh, that worked well, out I've been waiting on you to Woo. break up with me for so long. Oh, that's why I've been acting like a D-bag and an a-hole. <laughs> I do wonder, something deep in me wonders if Lamar Jackson wants this thing to go bad so he can get the hell out of there. Well, I wonder if the Ravens do too. And both sides, yeah. I feel like I this think is it's equal. I think it's it equal. Be. It I think they're both like, yeah, we should move on, but neither one wants to be the villain who ends it. It could be that, because I, I feel like that. I, and have you ever been in that kind of relationship where both of y'all wanted to end, but neither one of you Wanna has be the, the one to courage say it? to actually break up with the other? Both of you are cowards? Have you been in that situation? I've not been in that, but <laughs> I have not been in that. <laughs> I think I've been in that relationship before, actually. <laughs> I think we've not, all gone Now looking back at retrospect, like you're like, actually, we should have broke up months ago. What yeah. were we doing? Like, I don't know. We hated each other. Uh, but I, I, Patrick, you might be on to something. I definitely think for Lamar Jackson's side, something in me feels like, maybe subconsciously, He's he's sabotaging this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I want out, and I, I want my guaranteed money when I get out of there too. Then walk in there and tell him I well, want out. No, no, I mm-hmm. want you to come out and say we want to trade you. So then I get to walk away and go, man, Baltimore, I tried. I love yeah. Baltimore. I love yeah. you, Baltimore. I wanted to be here. Those jerks didn't want me, and they're going, look, man, we will keep you if you if you give us the right deal. But if not, we can't invest our future in you because you're always hurt. And you haven't got us. You've won an MVP, but you're, so we we'd rather move on and rebuild our team because we feel your window's closing, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put a bunch of money on you on a window that may be closing. Yeah, I can't wait to see how this thing plays out. And I, at the combine, we'll have a lot more yeah. progress, advancement on this uh, story because that's when all the big wigs, the executives, are getting together. That's when they're sure. sipping on that drink and mm-hmm. trying to make some deals. That's exactly where the deals yeah. are made uh, there at the combine. All right, so that's a little NFL discussion. We'll come back. We got uh, on the other side another off the record. We'll come back here and uh, jump to some uh, pop culture topics right here on Baldwin Line, one four nine horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, time to get to another off the record here. Hold on. This is uh, the song that okay. Baltimore is playing to Lamar Jackson, or is Lamar Jackson playing it to them? They don't love me no more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I, was like, I think Baltimore loves Lamar Jackson. I just think they know that the love for Lamar Jackson ultimately, for them, could be a toxic yeah. type love for them yeah. Yeah. because either it's a guaranteed contract and I said before, people don't like to commit to dual threat quarterbacks yep. and it may be something that with new information analytics can counter that point with, you know, some data that yeah. shows you, no, 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 it doesn't really matter. Dual threat quarterbacks are not more at risk than pocket passing quarterbacks but uh, in all of our heads even though we're you know on this show we all love dual threat quarterbacks yeah. and i think most of us would prefer a dual threat quarterback over a traditional pocket passing quarterback there's a um almost ingrained belief in football fans that they inherently deal with the more dangerous yeah career yep. and that they're at more risk during their career and it, it probably is true i'm just saying like, we haven't seen the data behind it yet but the eye test and all of our just football knowledge tells us man that dual threat quarterback better watch it yeah he ain't he ain't gonna be healthy all year and a lot of the most notable ones are not healthy all year Correct. Jalen hurts wasn't healthy all year Kyler murray's not healthy all year josh allen was right 
Yeah, because he's bigger, Jones, though. Yeah, Daniel Jones. He's bigger. He's bigger. Go. They're bigger. Daniel yeah. Jones was. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just, I've always been fascinated with that. And now that most of the young quarterbacks coming up have more than functional ability, they're dual threat quarterbacks. Yeah, we're gonna have to actually sit down and have a data driven conversation about no dual threat quarterbacks. And then find out from as an organization, is it worth the risk? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it may be worth the risk. You it's got worth the risk. Look, if we got three wins, are worth the risk. Yeah, if, we, if I got yeah. three years with Lamar Jackson, the most unique quarterback talent in the NFL, arguably. Yeah, and I can just build. And this is what they really screwed up. They should have. They should have built around. They should have went more aggressively building around Lamar. Correct. Jackson. You you thought you had it all with Mark Andrews. Yeah, you screwed up. And you, you needed to add another piece on the outside. And, and yeah. what they do? Go get Rashad Bateman. Yeah, they they screwed up. They, they tried to they tried to be San Francisco. They tried to be a defensive based team. And that he would be the guy who could get them points by himself on offense, not realizing, yeah. oh, we have a MVP caliber quarterback. We kind of need to shift focus. Thank it, you. It's like it's like they because they did think about it, they initially when they drafted Lamar Jackson the back of the first round. They said, I remember John Harbaugh saying this. He said, "Man, we got to think outside the box, and we want to change the way people view the quarterback position." Right. Right. We want we want to just we want to redefine it, and they really that's why they decided to go all in with Lamar Jackson, brought in Greg Roman to run the same offense he was running with Colin Kaepernick, and where I think they screwed up was, and a lot of us do this too, they bet on themselves but didn't plan on success. Right. Right. They should have been like, oh, we're gonna this this is definitely gonna succeed, yep, and they should just been stockpiling weapons around Lamar Jackson because if they did, we all agree he would damn be unstoppable. Yeah. But they didn't. They were all. They almost built it and, and tried to put in all these fail safes instead of going all in aggressively with it. And now it's coming back to bite him because he's still elite talent at the quarterback position, and they still are in the window to be a championship contender with him. But now you're behind, yeah. and that contract's going to put you more behind. Yeah. And you should have used that rookie window, rookie contract window, to go. That's what the Eagles just did. Yep, exactly. Eagles might pay for it a little bit, but because they think they got like eight free agents now uh, that's going to be coming up. And they lost all their coaches. And they lost all their coaches. <laughs> they lost all their coaches. So I can't wait to see how this yeah. plays out for Jalen Hurts. I don't wish anything bad, but I'm a Cowboys fan and he's in my division. Hey, Sorry, bro. He's got 2,000-yard receivers, and they got multiple first-round picks over the next couple of years. Uh, so they they're going to be okay. If they get Bichon, B- <laughs> y'all better watch out. If they get Bichon, all hell's going to break loose. Yeah, I will hate everything about yes. Bichon during that week. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> it's hate week. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this really quickly. Uh, Brandon Miller. Yep. I'll say so apparently at in his last game, this became a big story, but it's something that he's been doing all year long. And, of course, Brandon Miller recently uh, became a hot topic of the conversation because there were allegations by the uh, the testimony of one of the detectives that he brought the gun to the scene of the murder of uh, the young lady, Jamia. I can't think of her last name right now. Um, oh, but, yes, of the young lady, Jamia. So Harris, it, I believe. What is it? I think his last, her last name is Harris. I think you're right. I believe yeah. you're right. Jamia Harris. I yeah. thank you for that. Um, so, and then, by the way, his lawyer did refute that. His lawyer came out and said that his client did not, you know, br- did not basically bring the gun to the two men who are charged with the murder. Right. He said he drove the car, but he wasn't bringing the gun. Like they, they, they made it seem like the text from the detective, or at least the, at least testimony of the detective, made it seem like the text uh, from Darius Miles was to him to bring the gun, and that's why he came. 
was to bring the gun. Right. And the lawyer said, no, no, no. He was already on his way there, and he was actually, maybe he tried to get in line, but the line was too long, and he left. So he said it had nothing to do with the gun as to why he was there. He was there right. on his own accord. and really To pick him up. To pick him up, yes, yeah. and to be a good teammate and a good friend. So just so they're, they're deferring uh, stories here about what went down. Anyway, so Brandon Miller, who's the best player from Alabama, and he's the one that right now is – considered to be a lottery pick. So he's got the most to lose right now with the situation uh, for the Bama side. But obviously somebody's lost their life, so it's just a horrible, sad story. But apparently there was a pregame celebration they've been doing all year long, Alabama. Yep. And I said they were doing it before the in- before the, the incident happened. They were doing this. Where it's a pat down. Mm. Basically like Brandon Miller walks down the, the line, you know, you know, getting high fives to all the guys. And then one of his teammates at the end of the line Pats him down like he's going into a club or something and pat him Security, down. Yeah. So pat basically, him down for it's, if you ever go, if you ever seen a basketball game, you ever go to one, when they announce the starting lineups, the guys come down the lineup, high five everybody, and there's usually at least one guy at the end, and they have that a special guy. handshake, yeah. or they do a little dance together or something like that, and they have one for everyone in the starting lineup. And it's just every team does it. It's a thing. But his is, he, lay, he puts his arms out. And the guy pats him down on the sides of his body. Yeah. So he does a pat down, which is insane to still be doing. It's to still be, exactly, to still be doing. I, I get you wanted to do it before it was a thing. It, before, was, it may yeah. have been a joke of something, but, or, but yeah. After the incident, uh, Nate Oates, the coach of Alabama, said, it's not appropriate, it's been addressed, I can assure you it won't happen again. It's a little, it's upsetting and frustrating that nobody within the program, team, coaches, hell, training, anybody, didn't notice that's inappropriate. Dog. We shouldn't be doing that now, considering somebody lost their life. My my question is: Did anybody? Kn- I mean, first off, he should have known it. He the should've player should have known it. Known it. He number one, it. yes. Nobody should have came to you and said, "Bro, you can't do that anymore." You should have been conscious enough because you have been getting all kinds of flack. And don't tell me you don't read the paper. Don't tell me you're not talking to anybody at school. You should have known that. Number one. Number two. You got to know what's going on around you, yeah, bro. Yeah, the, the other kid. You're the, under investigation. Yeah, the yeah. other kid should have been like, hey, man, you know what? I don't want to get brought into this. Yes. You know what? I'm good. I don't need my name plastered across social media for yeah. now being a part of this. I'm going to come to you before the game back. Hey, man, do you want to change that up? May not be in good taste. Yep. It's yeah, rough. It's, uh, yeah, it's disappointing. But uh, Nate Oates has said, not going to happen again, and they don't have to worry about it. It was very inappropriate. He did. Apologize for it. I do wonder if Bama will cave at one point and suspend him. I don't think they will. They got to. See, let me see if they play Vanderbilt here coming up anytime <laughs> soon. You know, you pick that one With game. That one where it's game like, huh? oh, okay, you're gonna get your one. Hey but man, no. they're suspending him next season when he's in the NBA. Yeah, there you no, go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Right? <laughs> He'd be spending all of next season. Um, yeah, it's a very um, sad story, of course, because somebody yeah. did lose their life. But his uh, lawyer, and by the way, the police essentially agree with his lawyer because they have decided there are no charges will be pressed and they yeah. said publicly there's nothing to charge him with yeah so i think their whatever their version of events is closer to his lawyer story than it is to the testimony of the cop correct because the testimony of the cop made it seem like dude, oh, he's going wild, straight that, to that jail. charge that dude yeah, if he, exactly. if he got the text to get the gun and brought the gun yeah he was talking <laughs> about he was an accessory yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously a uh, different side to that story all right we come back six o'clock hour we'll talk texas basketball and texas baseball right here on ball don't lie 104.9 the horn